Welcome to the Moon and You podcast. My name is Susan Hart. Together, we will explore the many aspects of the female menstrual cycle and weave into the conversation aspects of the full and new moon phases that impact on our emotional and physical body. There is an ancient calling in all of us to lift our heads and acknowledge the moon. Come with us as we explore ways to anchor ourselves in her energies, bring stability to our own cycles, and learn to make the most of each week by learning what hormones govern our days. I am so grateful you are here. Welcome back, listeners. It's so lovely to have you here in our space and I would love to welcome, of course, as always, my darling friend Kerry Hurrigan. Hello, Kerry. Hi, Suze. How are you? I'm very, very excited. Are to, you? Yes, because this is the full moon in Aquarius that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And in my moon chart, I birth chart, I have an Aquarius rising. Correct. <sighs> I have no idea what that means. I'm so fascinated to find out all about this star sign. Okay. Mm. Now, I could. would you like me to comment just slightly on that Please. when you don't know what it means? Please. Well, we just we were just talking on how I always think you look glamorous. <laughs> so the rising sign or the ascending sign is depicted by when you were born, the moon was in Libra, the sun was in Scorpio, but on the east – was the rising sign of Aquarius coming up over the horizon. Yes. So this yes. is how we present ourselves to the world. This is how we see you, not how you see yourself. Mm. And Aquarius is all about, as you will hear, uh, about being different, unique, very caring about humanity, animals, the planet. So I, it's, you'll be able to connect with some of the things that I say. I know you will because I did as I was preparing for the podcast. I thought, oh, yes, this is Sue. (laughs) Oh, that's so lovely because the theme of today's podcast is empowering yourself through uniqueness. Mm, Lovely. Yes. Oh, it's great. Yes, it's uh, wonderful. So I'm going to allow you to please... Uh, introduce us to the star sign, the moon, and all the things you have for us today. We have the full moon in Aquarius happening on the 3rd or the 4th of August, and it will be at 11 degrees, 45 minutes of Aquarius. And that just depends where you are in the world. So we'll start with the moon. The moon is our internal world of emotions and feelings. It is our instinctive emotional reactions and responses to what makes us feel comfortable and safe. And I cannot stress this enough, Sue, and I say this every podcast, that emotional security can only come from within. And when we put our security in things or people outside of us and they leave us or are taken away, we can go into a life crisis. It represents the energy of the mother, the home, our main emotional needs, and really what fulfills us on a daily basis. So if you look in your natal chart and see where the location of your moon is, you can relate to this. So as an example, my moon is in Gemini. So every day I'm doing something in regards to information or communications around topics like astrology, for example, and it happens all the time. So 
It is also reflective and nurturing. It shows us how well we were nurtured as a child and how we nurture others. Intuitive and sensitive, it rules the breast, stomach, which is the seat of the emotions, and the female hormones. In evolutionary or soul astrology, we look at the moon as representing our ego and when you consider how close our ego and our emotions are. The moon also has a distorted side of it and that would be more the overly sensitive, emotionally self-indulgent, irrational and moody. So in the phase of the moon, it has eight phases. We, of course, only look at two. With the full moon, this is about completion, closure and it is the higher point of the phase changing from waxing to waning where the energy is expressed outwardly. Looking at six months ago when the new moon was in Aquarius back in January, you may want to think back on did you start something back then and if so this is the time to continue, course correct or just let it go. Fascinating. (laughs) Truly fascinating stuff. When you apply it to yourself, oh yeah, it's, it is. It, oh, it is yeah. fascinating. Right. So that takes us to Aquarius, and Aquarius is a fixed air sign ruled by Uranus and the eleventh house. It represents the calves, shin, ankles, circulation, and the pineal gland. Known as the rebel of the zodiac, it is the energy of individuation, known for its erratic energy. It has a need for freedom and independence. Connected to humanity, equality, community and idealism, it is rebellious, challenging the consensus and stand on its truth. Mm. And you have said to me, you have to stand in your own truth. Mm. You have said that to me several times, Mm. way back when. So it's often torn between serving the group and its own needs and there can be this push and pull within Involved in protests like Black Lives Matter, climate change, equality with men and women, marriage equality, animal welfare and societal issues which is becoming more important as we move closer to the Aquarian age. Views things with objectivity and detachment. It's very visionary. Are you thinking of yourself here? I am. I'm this always is... thinking of myself <laughs> at every stage. <laughs> Well, well, excellent, because (laughs) if you don't, nobody else will. It's very visionary, creative and progressive, always looking to the future and the bigger picture from a different perspective. This can work against somebody, however, as they can miss the finer and the important details. And if I can just share with our audience a little story. During our time together when uh, we've been doing the podcast, I'll get an email from you and it'll there'll be something in it and I think, I don't understand where this is coming from, what do you mean? And I've had to get back in contact with you and I've said, Sue, can you just explain what you mean because I don't understand it. <laughs> and I know that you've gone up in the clouds and I have to go up and just grab you and just bring you down to where I'm in all the details and just get you to explain it to me. And once I know the big picture, it's fine. Often hard to get to know due to the detachment, loves to challenge and debate issues. If you have Mercury in the 11th house, that the house Aquarius rules, you may be one who loves to talk about 
and debate about politics, which I have Mercury in the 11th house. That's where that come from. They love their group of friends and sometimes this can seem to be more important than family as they treat everyone equally, which you do. Mm. You'll cuddle us, each one of us, no matter if it's your niece or it's your neighbour, when they walk through the front door, you hug them, you tell them how wonderful it is to see them. I am COVID safe listeners though. I haven't been doing that for a while. That's right. <laughs> so uh, trauma is also associated with Aquarius because of the sudden and erratic behaviour of this energy. With COVID-19, people are experiencing sudden changes to their income, job losses, and of course, clients leaving their business. Leo is the polarity of Aquarius and this can bring some fun and sunshine into these darker times. Aquarius too has a distorted side of it. To say anything, there is a strong will and somewhat stubbornness in ideas as this is attributed to the fixed energy. Moods can be erratic, switching between uh, suddenly on and then they're off for no apparent reason. So when you understand this a little bit about Aquarian energy, you can be more tolerant of of people, you know. Mm. So combining those two together, the full moon in Aquarius at 11 degrees, 45 minutes. If you can see in your natal chart where this is falling, this will tell you what area of your life is affected. You can get a free chart from astro.com. If you want to take it up a notch or two, you can order an astrology report. And I'm sorry, what is the name of the astrology report? From it's the called video? Your Story Told by the Stars. Right, you can order one of those and that will give you even more information. So, for example, if it's falling in your fifth house, this could suggest the completion of a creative project looking at or looking at having a heartfelt conversation with your partner. For you, it's happening in your 12th house, Sue. So there could be feelings uh, or prior feelings to being overwhelmed and this will bring you to a culmination of your workload that you can now begin to detach yourself from. I mm. don't know if that's mm. happening, but that's what I mm. uh, got or one of the things I thought of with you. If it's happening in your ninth house, there could be a completion around professional exams allowing you to feel you can have a bit of fun now. Mm. Wow, fascinating stuff. Oh, You know when incredible. you talked about detail, well, there was this morning, there was a, uh, I'm not sure whether this is right or wrong, but I'm not a very detailed person normally, right? Mm. So my husband and, and I are sitting on the deck and there was this object in the distance. I said, what is that? He didn't tell me what it was straight away. He said, well, I found it while you were gardening last weekend. And I thought, mm, maybe we're going to use this at some stage. So I placed it on there. I'm still waiting. <laughs> right. And it's a rock. And then I laughed out loud because he's a very detailed He person. is extremely detailed. And because yeah. if he asked me, if he said to me, what's that? I would have said, it's a rock. <laughs> so what did he say? He's, he's going to find out the details and then No, no, I asked him what it was and he was the one who said, well, good story behind that one. Before he even tells me it's a rock, it's saying, I was gardening and I was doing this oh, and I saw okay. that. And I was over there in the garden. I went, oh, we're going to be needing this at some stage, so I'm going to place it there yeah. and it's a rock. Yeah. So it took enough? five minutes to explain to me and all I wanted to know was, well, what was it? It's a rock. Oh, I understand. Mm. I, him and I got a lot in common. Yes, you do. I know. Yeah. Yes, but that's all for me. For now, Sue. Okay. Well, thank you very much for that. I love Aquarius. I mean, I love all the signs. Mm. I think they're all fascinating. 
And in preparing for my part of it, um, I just wanted the listeners to understand that the first message, which is week one, if this full moon in Aquarius falls during your first week of your cycle, then this is the message for you. At the beginning of your moon cycle or the week you are bleeding, and if your menses flow starts on this full moon, then my message for you is all about kindness towards your body. I have read many journals from spiritual, astrological, wise women that describe menzies, bleeding, traditionally starting on the new moon. Yet that doesn't happen for a lot of women. And you know what? That's perfectly okay. So kindness can be an addictive habit you can cultivate during this week of your cycle. Studies show that humans, by their very nature, have internal receptors, both physically and emotionally, that anchor us into predictable patterns of behavior. It's basically to keep us safe. Women have a unique monthly predictable cycle that is both physical and emotional. And when we become aware of these patterns, we can sit above the drama and make (laughs) meaningful and lasting change. What are your predictable statements you say during your moon time? Are you complaining about the inconvenience of having to wear sanitary items? Are you pushing yourself during this week because you have deadlines and skipping meals, staying up late, scrolling through social media? All of this just feed your anxieties over this week. Would you like to explore ways to celebrate your moon time? I never celebrated my, I used to call it period. Mm. I didn't even call it moon time or even menzies. These are like beautiful, new, gorgeous words that women are using now. I we know. Just I did. it a period. Yeah, well, that's oh. what we we had, and thank goodness, it's starting to be viewed as something quite miraculous yes. and wonderful. Where uh, to me, my recalling my time, it was an inconvenience. To be mm. quite honest, mm. and really, we should be looking at it as as a it's reverent. It's, it's mm. a, we have be rituals around it. We need to be kind to ourselves. Like the first day of your period comes with a sense, well, for me, it comes with a sense of relief. You go, oh, thank God, oh, it's yes. finally here. Mm. You know, and that sense of relief. So if this is you, then use this feeling and make a big deal of it. Ride that feeling of relief for the whole week. So your release has come. Okay, exclamation mark. Okay. <laughs> so offer up something that is uniquely you this week. Offer this to the universe, be it a song a dance, reading poetry, going for a walk, uh, changing over to, you know, material pads and let go of the toxic throwaways. Mm. I mean, that's the thing now. You actually have pads that are material and you reuse them. It's fantastic. Are they in your product? They've been around for a while, but they are accelerating quite quickly. A friend of mine who's in her 30s, like, you know, listeners, you know that we're in we're menopause. We're past menopause. <laughs> we're not even menopausal. Yeah. We are... On the other side, we will welcome you at the gate when you arrive. That's how far away from menstrual cycles we are. We'll be those ladies going, we're here. Come, friends, come. We'll have tea and scones waiting for you at the other end. Um, but, yeah, so that's the thing now. It's um, these uh, menstrual pads that you can wash, which which how nanas. Oh, My nana used yes. to do my mother what, used yeah. to do. Yes. How wonderful is it that it's come full circle? I just love it. Wow. So okay. this week, I would just love you to, yeah, to to do something that's going to be uniquely you that you love doing in celebration for this week. So these actions, along with your feelings of relief, evokes gratitude, and this energy creates the chemical dopamine. 
Gratitude is scientifically proven to release dopamine. And one last thing before I let Kerry um, comment on week one, this is a proverb. I don't really know where it comes from. It's just a proverb that I found in a book that I was reading the other night. And it says, gratitude can transform common days into thanksgiving, turn routine jobs into joy, and change ordinary opportunities into blessings. That's so lovely, isn't it? I love that. What I picked up from your explanation there, Sue, was having an attitude of gratitude to yourself and others is easier in this week because of that feeling of relief, because Mm. I too experienced such relief. It was Mm. like pricking a balloon. Everything goes down, everything. Mm. Emotions, my body went down. I would lose a lot of fluid in mm. those that first day but it is a great week to welcome that those way out ideas this is Aquarius and Uranus rules Aquarius and you know when you've you've probably been sitting this happens to everybody and you get a flash like a something instant just flashes in it could be something that's not even really related to you well that's Uranus at work mm. it is the higher mind it, it rules the higher mind mm. so Aquarius can bring in these way out ideas and flashes of brilliance mm. I mean who would think to put astrology and the menstrual cycle together <laughs> yes that to me is a brilliant concept mm. and this they just can suddenly pop in this week I think is one to as you say relish and yeah attitude mm. of gratitude I love that thank you that's great okay so week two So sex hormones are powerful and play a huge part in the way a woman feels, both physically and emotionally. Your cycle is unique. Estrogen's rise this week will impact you in ways that differ to your family members and friends. I should say your female family members and friends. Talking to your female family and friends about your cycle is encouraged, yet try not to compare your unique cycle with others as this could evoke a lack within you or enlist uh, like an elitist view of yourself, mm. which can be both harmful and toxic. Either way, it could be toxic. So, so you are unique. Don't compare. Actually, that goes for everything. Absolutely. Absolutely everything. So in the first seven days of your cycle, that was week one, estrogen is low, yet climbing each day. And in week two, which you're in now, or days eight to 14, estrogen dominates. And just like a phoenix rises from the ashes... <laughs> You too should feel an elevated lift to your week. So why does this happen? This is the, uh, on a roller coaster ride, this is to me the thrill. You're just about to go over the edge and, and you're coming down. Woo! Okay, so that's that pinnacle. This is the week of that, that joy. There are three types of estrogen in women produced at different phases of a woman's life. And I predominantly talk about the estrogen called estradiol on this podcast. So estradiol is produced in women of childbearing age, mostly by the ovaries. And estradiol is the main estrogen produced during pregnancy, mostly in the placenta. And estrone, produced by the adrenal glands and fatty tissues, is the only type of estrogen produced after menopause. What's it called again? It's called est... I'll spell it to you. O-E-S-T-R-O-N-E. This is where we live, Kerry. Yes, that's what I wanted to know. (laughs) 
We live here. The adrenaline glands, right. Yeah, and all the fatty tissues. So that's why I'm happy with my little bump down here because that's where all my estrogen is made. Right. right? It's good. But um, the first one, and I call it estrogen because it just makes it easier because when I talk about different um, hormones, it's people, what is that one? Anyway, so that's so that's what that is. So estrogens, estrogens heightens all the senses, it generates feel-good chemicals throughout the body and lifts your mood, creating optimism and lightness to your week. Your emotional body is unique and only you can track your innermost feelings. Don't confuse your outward appearance, which we all know can be manufactured by habitual activities to show the world we are okay, but instead take a deep, long breath, close your eyes and look within. How do you truly feel this week? Is estradiol doing its job? And creating an elevated feeling of joy and adventure for you. Is it really doing it for you? Mm. If not, that is okay. It might mean one of two things. You might have a life crisis. If so, you need to nurture that life crisis. And so use this week of high estrogen to begin the healing process, whatever that might be. Or you need to check in with your health professionals and see if your hormonal levels are okay. Because I can tell you now, based on my past experiences with the IVF program and depression and going through a cycle for years on end, flatlining emotionally, Mm. I can tell you that's not normal. As women, we must have peaks and troughs. We have peaks and troughs in our hormonal levels. And therefore, if we don't feel those in our body, then there might be something going on for you, like your estrogen levels might be low. Your progesterone might be too high. Who knows? Uh, Of course, if you have a life crisis, if someone has passed and if you're grieving or if, you know, your children are subject to bullying or if there's a crisis in the home and family members or whatever, that's going to change for you. But that's why I'm trying to make you understand that you have to feel it deep within. Is there a peace that you can find this week because Mm. of that particular hormone? Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. I think to catching yourself in the moment, just Mm. giving yourself a little bit of, hang on, what's going on? What's really going on? Mm. So when you mention comparisons of how we should be and when you think how you should be and reality is telling you something different, this can be very toxic in so many ways. Mm. So it's a great week to celebrate and admire yourself Mm. because you're firing along. I mean, that's the... One, if we have mentioned several times that, well, you have mentioned that you miss your period, mm. as we used to call it. And mm. I thought when you said that, I thought, <laughs> I don't miss it at all. Nuts. But I do miss that week, that mm. week of excitement. Mm. Um, it's a great week to take those ideas and flashes of brilliance that I mentioned before to the next level. You can put them in action perhaps mm. this week. You may find your mood will be more of community. You might want to do mm. something for somebody mm. ideal, brilliant actually for meditation. And you may even consider or even find yourself thinking, bring peace to everything, mm. to this whole planet. Uh, you can even join in in global meditations to contribute to more peace to the world in all living things. Week three. So if your week three converges with this full moon in Aquarius, then this message is for you. I've always loved week three of my cycle as well as week two, but week three for a very different reason. Because this is where my true introvert nature longed to be. 
So this week oozes with the rising hormone of progesterone, peaking at day 21. So as a young woman, I didn't realise at the time, but progesterone has many functions within the body. It is a powerful anti-anxiety agent, an antidepressant, a diuretic, and is essential if you are to access fat reserves to burn energy, and it maintains thick uterine lining for any fertilised egg that occurred the week before. I mean, who knew? What a powerful Mm. hormone this is. Each month after you ovulate, usually around day 14, the body can feel like the snowpiercer coming to a dead stop. Now, the snowpiercer, (laughs) it's a Netflix original series reference. So if you don't know what that is, it's a big train with a huge, big piercing thing at the front. And um, in the last episode, it went to a a big halt. And it was massive. It was just like vroom. Okay, so if you're not aware of this hormonal shift, because that's what happens, it's a snow piece of shift. If you can leave your body in shock with your mind coming to the rescue with a story about how you're feeling and why you're feeling like this, resist the urge to invite the mind into your week because it's an incredible storyteller. Your mind tells you stories that may not be true. Okay, remember that. Mm -hmm. We've had years of experience of this. Your mind's job is to keep you active and to make sure that you've got all the facts, whether they're not really facts at all. So resist the urge to invite the mind into your week because it's an incredible storyteller and you can, it can take you down a very sad and sorrowful tale that has nothing to do with what is happening. It's just that you've had a shift in hormones. So once you connect the mental shift from estrogen week two and progesterone week three, you can nestle into the week three with love and compassion, kindness and gentleness towards yourself without confusing it with a story. It's a simple transition, nothing more. So you could spend the week three in your pajamas with your cocoa and your Netflix, or you can spend it crying and in misery because you don't know what's going on with your body and mm. you're telling yourself stories. I mean, I mean, that's what used to happen to me. So I'm just trying to spare you listeners the the agony of week three, what it could be. Was that because you came off such a high from the second week, do you think? I think so. I think the higher the, the higher it is, <laughs> the harder it's yeah. when you crash. The bigger you know, the crash, yeah. The bigger the crash. Well, yeah. it is comforting to know about progesterone. I didn't know any of that. You know, and be aware too with sudden mood mood swings because uh, because of the erratic energy it can it can be on one minute off the next. So just be aware of that. And in knowing where the full moon in Aquarius is transiting in your chart, you can be somewhat prepared. So and and just give yourself some space if you can. Yes. You know? uh, but yeah, it's good to check out to see where your natal mm. moon is. Yeah, I think it's, it's a. It's, and it, it'll also tell you how you emotionally uh, you handle your emotions or what you need for your emotions mm. as well. It's fascinating. So with week four, um, <clears throat> let's just um, segue into week four. I have a little surprise for you all. And before I share the surprise, um, Kerry, I'd like to ask you to tell me what you think about week four first. What can we do? So week four, listeners, is if you're in the last seven days of your cycle, which is what I used to be in when this beautiful full moon hits, then this is 
kind of the message for you that we want to have this little special surprise for you. So, Kerry, have you got anything to share before I tell them the surprise? Absolutely. So this definitely is the week to give yourself some space. So as you've taught us that we have no hormones in this week, Mm -hmm. could you just refresh our memory and what happens to us in that week? So what needs to happen is that your progesterone, which peaks at day 21, that needs to maintain a high level as much as possible for the days leading up to day 28, which is when your period will come again. A lot of women, they lose their progesterone at day 21 or even beforehand, and therefore premenstrual tension or PMS comes in because not only is estrogen dropping, but progesterone is dropping. But you want it to drop slowly, but some women, a lot of women, drops really fast, and so we have no hormones. And going into that whole week, we're running on low no testosterone, no estrogen, no progesterone. And considering that the last two weeks we've been high on estrogen and low on progesterone, as in low I mean as in a really lovely space and quiet and calming, um, we have nothing. And that's where PMS happens and the agitation and the headaches and the and the nausea and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Mm. So that's why I felt that this was the week to give you some space. And I was I was watching Superman the other day. I love Superman, I as you, you know. Mm. And I thought, gee, this is this is like if you can imagine suspending yourself in air like he does and he looks down upon everything. He sees it all. So I thought that might be a good analogy for the podcast. I thought it was. But it's 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 really about rising above the situation so you can your 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 thinking can be more freer and clearer mm. because you can be so easily triggered in this in this week so watch for those sudden and abrupt mood swings pay attention to your stressful thoughts Uh, as you know stressful thoughts can leave you feeling fragmented and really in a moment when you're talking about the what was that train the oh the ice piercer the ice piercer it can split your mind and when I say your mind I'm talking about your emotional body and this can cause trauma can cause trauma within you. The thing I have also been looking at a uh, just very quickly at some work of Carl Jung, who was mm. Sigmund Freud's uh, assistant uh, there for a while. And of course, he became very famous uh, with psychology and uh, all sorts of things. And he would say, when you're moving forward or when you're in motion, so to speak, and you are suddenly stopped, the trauma that is caused in that moment can stay with you. So the stressful thinking is a result of an unquestioned mind and this causes suffering. And of course, this always leads me to to Byron Katie uh, and she can help you with this enormously. It's unraveling those stressful thinking. Um, she's at thework.com and you'll have a link to Byron mm. Katie in your notes. Thanks, Sue. And meditation is always, always recommended along with a good friend, which can be our animal friends, and get yourself out in nature when mm. this comes along if you can. That's wonderful. Thank you. So, listeners, as I mentioned before, we have something special for you. It's a meditation from the Moon and You app. So at this time, we just want you to close your eyes, put down your pen, because I know you make lots of <laughs> notes, and just breathe. This week, week four, can be difficult, especially if your progesterone is low. May this meditation lift you during this full moon energy. Always know we love you. Bye for now. Bye-bye.
emotions and activities from our day can often keep us awake at night. It's important to prepare the body for sleep and avoid all stimulants at least one hour before bed. your yogic breathing techniques. These are always on hand and can be used to help you get to sleep. To deepen your sleep or help you get back to sleep should you wake up with a busy mind. Extend the exhale of your breath. This relaxes the body and triggers the parasympathetic nervous system, the body's automatic relaxation response. As you deepen your breath, begin to inhale to the count of three. And exhale to the count of six. Whenever you are distracted from your breath by your busy mind, simply acknowledge that this has happened and return your focus to your breath. Continue this cycle until you feel your mind and your body relax. You drift into a deep and refreshing 